Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 229 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and as always, I am here with Lauren. Hi guys! What is the name of the face you are making at me today? Um, I would call that Merc Dirk Daryl's... Merc Dirk face. Merc Dirk. Or is it Merc Dirk Daryl's face? Merc Dirk Daryl's face. That's great. I think that um, sounds perfect. Can you explain to everyone what kind of face that is? <laughs> Well, um, you uh, bring in your face, and then you kind of show your teeth, and then you just kind of shake a little bit. Is there any particular reason why that face is being made today? Because sometimes making that face just makes you happy. It and does, yeah. I, I am just, I live for it. And we need that today. We do. We do, because... Uh, it's a bit of a foreboding statement, but today we're talking about the Crystal Chronicled Remastered Edition, which has had some ups and downs. Mm. There's been some definite moments over the last week or two that have not necessarily been the best for the game. Yeah. But we're trying to be positive yeah. about everything. So that's the episode for today. We are going to be giving our verdict on Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition um, with some flavor added in too. We've been playing through the game on our Twitch. If you have not followed us yet, it's uh, Lozadar on Twitch. We're almost at a thousand followers, which is amazing. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who is following our journey so far. In terms of our Crystal Chronicles playthrough, we are on we, we, nah, we're on year two at the moment. I'm struggling to speak right now, which is not a good start for a podcast. <laughs> it's okay, Daryl. We got this. We can get through this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be running through our thoughts on the game so far and kind of getting you up to speed with everything that's happened around it that are related to why people are not necessarily happy with what's been delivered by Square. Mm. It seems to be a common trend at the moment with remasters unfortunately yeah but before we do um it's time to give our shout outs for our executive producers who are supporting us on patreon and we're going to kick things off with barry norton at nortron zero thurin bullen massacre 23 fires Bilal, lewis james zach duranto rachel casterton at erba yunray zelda clone at apes type novels Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Ryzen. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop181. Freya Stella. Flip Sudness. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. Mitch Elliott. Sam Ennis. Tim Michael Verne at Phoenix02SA. Joshua Johnson. Lauren Luscombe, Chris Willis, and Marco Lilliu. Thank you all so much for your support. Thank you. So, before we begin, I do need to disclose that Square Enix did send us a free code for Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. Now, this was announced in September 2018 during the Tokyo Game Show, and I never thought we would see an announcement like that. I've been mm. talking about Crystal Chronicles and my love for the game for like the last decade. Yeah. And I know that I'm in the minority. There <laughs> are pockets of people within the fan base who have played Crystal Chronicles, played it multiplayer with four people and got the intended experience. Mm. But those pockets are not large. Mm. <laughs> there are not very many. I know that a decent chunk of people played single player, but there are also people that just felt kind of, I don't want to say betrayed, Mm. But they didn't quite understand. Like it was very different from any other Final Fantasy experience around that time. 
And, you know, there was a whole expectation around Final Fantasy coming back to Nintendo. And they got a game that was very different yeah. from anything else. Yeah. So when they announced the remaster, it was quite surprising. And I think that myself and a lot of other people had expectations about what they thought it was going to deliver. Mm. I think that the main expectation was that there was people would be able to play in the way that they played the original all sitting around looking at one screen and having like a really fun time. And, you know, it came out a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, or maybe a month ago, that there was going to be no local co-op. That was a really weird thing to, to kind of see. Yeah. And, you know, the director, uh, Ryoma Araki, Araki, he he basically said that they had a choice as to whether or not they did online or offline. They didn't feel they could do both. Mm. And they chose to do online because it was cross-play and it was the only way that it was really going to work, essentially. Yeah. And they they basically said that if you want to do local, then all you have to do is get four devices and sit in the same room with those four devices. So four Switches, four iPhones, four PlayStation 4s would be difficult. But... Um, one PlayStation 4 and three portable devices, fine. That's basically what they said the solution was. People weren't overly happy about that solution, but I think, you know, based on that, they were kind of like, all right, we can we can live with that. It's, a, yeah. it's an okay compromise. And obviously the light edition helped to ease things a little bit because, you know, it was a, a demo where you could play through the first year. And also if you knew someone who had the full version, then you could join that person basically for free all the way through to the end of the game i mean to just like sort of pause for a second when you explain it that way though it does sound similar to the original in the sense that like you had to have a game you all had to have game boy advances exactly and i think when i was trying to rationalize it to people that's how i explained it you know mm -hmm. if you wanted to play the original game you needed five screens you needed a tv screen connected to the game boy the gamecube and everyone had to have game boy advances with their own screen yeah and, you know, it's it's very similar to this. That, that experience is, is very similar. And, you know, the financial barrier to entry back then was very high, but still it's very high now because purchasing those four consoles that you need now is not cheap. No, it's not. But like the chances of the people who you're playing with, well, I mean, maybe not the chances if you're wanting to play with siblings, if you're all part of the same household, that kind of sucks. But like... If you're getting together with friends, like, and one of you might have a PlayStation 4, one of you might have a Switch, you know, it's like, it just kind of, I feel like it, it could work, but it, it's, it still sucks. It still would be great if they could offer both. But yeah, and I think that was my question mark about the local in general. Like, you know, the original game, they used the Game Boy Advance as the kind of secondary screen. It wasn't yeah. something you needed to look at on a regular basis. It was there for controls. Most people are comfortable with playing games without looking at what their fingers are doing. Yeah. And you looked at the screen to find out like ancillary information such as, so the four things were one person had a map. They didn't see anything else on their map. It just showed them the, the layout. One person had crosses on the map to denote treasure, mm -hmm. but they couldn't see the outline. They could just see their, their treasure over there. One person had something that displayed dots, which I think was the monsters. Again, they couldn't actually see the map. They just saw dots. Yeah. And another person had uh, the scan ability. So whatever they were attacking, 
they could tell the, the strengths and weaknesses of that enemy as well as how much health they had left. By doing it the way they've done it now, they've taken away that functionality. Mm. So three of those things have been integrated into everyone's screen. So everyone now has access to the map, the treasures and the um, monsters on the map. No one has access to the scannability, which mm. is kind of the important thing because you need to know how to beat these bosses. So I don't know why they've done that, but I think that was the the challenges they just couldn't get around. Like if they did this local co-op, then yeah, it, it works fine if you have uh, a Switch. It works fine if you've got the iPhone and it works fine if you've got an Android. They can work fine as, a, as an ancillary screen mm. where you just need to use them to controls and you can just look down for those information. That doesn't work with the PlayStation 4 though mm. because it doesn't have a second screen that you can yeah. look at. You'd have to constantly be looking at the screen and therefore the UI for the PlayStation 4 version would have to be different to the other consoles. And then it goes back to the question of, okay, well, why do they not just make this a Switch exclusive? Yeah. They could have easily done that. The original game was a Nintendo exclusive and they could have had iPhones and Android as as cross-play platforms if they wanted to. But I guess they wanted to try and um, you know, latch on to the, the PlayStation market share. But, you know, it's it's just like they've made some really weird decisions. I think like, I don't know when they made the decisions around how they were going to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't even got onto the problems yet, really yeah. relating to it. But like, at some point they must have decided, okay, we want this to have cross-play. And someone would have come up with a manifesto for how they wanted the online to work. And, you know... I don't know if they th- didn't think they could get the sales if they stayed as a Switch exclusive or or what, but but clearly Switch games do sell. You know, there's a different market, and if it's marketed correctly, you can latch onto a lot of things on Switch. If they'd have just said, "Okay, this is going to be a Switch exclusive," they could have built the experience around that. Yeah. But instead, they were like, "No, it's got to be on all these things." So therefore, you have to have parity across all the devices you can't take advantage of anything each device offers in isolation and that's why we've kind of ended up with this weird mess where Mm. basically the online just doesn't really work in any modern sense of how you would expect online to work yeah and like i guess we're starting with the negatives first in that regard this, this kind of like people were annoyed about the local, you know, you, you saw that a lot. People were, there's lots of question marks around that. Yeah. We posted up the video about the changes coming. And one of the quick changes we always got was, um, you know, how does it, even with it explain, like Square putting it out, us explaining it, people still didn't get it. Like it's such a complicated, confusing system. And then I think probably like three or four days, maybe a bit, bit sooner than that, like five, uh, maybe a week ago, it came out that the game was going to be region locked. So like if you're in um, Japan, you can only play with people in Japan. If you're in Europe, you can only play with people in Europe, North America, North America. I don't even know how they did the regions, to be honest. I don't know if like who Australians could play with or people in Africa, South America. Like I, I don't know. All I know is that Again, it was this really weird thing. Like Silicon Era posted this article based on a statement they'd found on the website that said, when you're doing matchmaking, it's going to be region locked. So, you know, you you and I looked at that and thinking, okay, this is a bit weird. Mm. You know, they've constantly been talking about how they've done it online, online only, so that you can play with people, your friends, right? But a lot of people have friends who aren't in the same region as them. Yeah. Either they've made friends online through the different communities they're part of, 
or their friends have moved away. They've moved around. Like there's numerous reasons why people might have friends in other regions. And it came out that, you know, they, it was going to be region locked. You and I saw that statement and we thought, okay, maybe it's just relates to the matchmaking because when you do a dungeon, you can open up so that random people can join you. It would make sense if that was region locked because you don't know what connections people are going to have. And, you know, if you're if you're dealing with random people in Japan and North America and you're in Europe, it doesn't really matter who you... You don't need to know. It doesn't matter if they're based in Europe, if the people you're playing with are always based in Europe mm-hmm. because these are random people. But then it turned out on launch that, no, the entire game was region locked. You cannot play with people that you know who are not in the same like country or region as you, which was just... I, I I don't even know <laughs> how that situation could happen or why it happened. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, I don't know, it's not it's like a slap in the face, but it's just so anti-consumer in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah, it was just, I, like, I don't know. It almost kind of feels like they thought that this was going to be really easy. And then when they got into it, they were just kind of like, actually, no, this is really annoying. So let's just cut corners where we can so that we can get it out on time. Because it was a delayed game. By like eight months. No so, longer than um, that, I think. so there was that. I think that they just didn't feel like rebuilding the game, which they definitely needed to. I think like, you know, this wasn't this wasn't ever going to be a simple port because it's not like Final Fantasy Nine, like Final Fantasy Nine, even though um modders have now proven that they've they've could have done even better job with uh final fantasy 9 but like you know that's that's an old game and they're just giving it like a coat of paint they didn't they couldn't do that with crystal chronicles like they couldn't they they had to make it up to snuff with what's going on right now and they just I don't know. They didn't know how to. They didn't they didn't seek help. I don't know, but like I don't see why they couldn't have done like a system with like Final Fantasy 14 where like maybe if they couldn't work out that you could like run around with your friends on um while they're on the world map or whatever, but like you guys could enter quite easily and do the same dungeon and get the same rewards and stuff through that like i just don't understand how they didn't have the resources at their disposal to sort of try to figure out the best way of handling it yeah and i don't know if it's just that like you know obviously it was announced in 2018 Mm -hmm. maybe the switch i don't know when the switch started kind of getting momentum maybe they Mm -hmm. didn't feel confident about just having it yeah they might not have done platform um you know we know that based on their stuff like they don't really like xbox at the moment they don't really see much value in putting their games out on xbox and they've had a strong affinity with with playstation and um to a lesser extent nintendo Mm -hmm. but like it just seems as though they just yeah they came up with these they, they they had to modernize it because the original game is a game that was very situational there are very few games ever made that work in the same way that crystal chronicles made that worked Mm. Zelda Four Swords, I think, is the only other game that functioned in the same way. So when they decided that they wanted to do Crystal Chronicles, maybe, like, so basically, I, d- I don't know if anyone knows the story. We, we kind of mentioned it in our video, but the reason this game even exists is because, so, um, uh, Ryoma uh, Araki, um, who's the director, he didn't work on the original game. 
he um, was inspired to join Square Enix because he actually enjoyed Crystal Chronicles. He was working for another developer who was making GameCube games and he was just like blown away by what they did with it. And he was like, I need to apply for Square. They're doing such amazing things. So he applied, got the job, got assigned to work on Final Fantasy XII. And then he was working on Dragon Quest X, an online experience, MMO, right? So he should have a lot of experience with online infrastructures. He's part of the MMO team. And... The opportunity came up. They kind of sent out this thing internally, I guess a memo at Square Enix and said, okay, so um, you've been working on this game for a while. If you could work on a remaster or remake, what would it be? And he kind of put his hand up and said, I really want to do a Crystal Chronicles remaster. He had a vision, he had a plan, he knew how he wanted to do it. He played the game in, when it came out. So he was very, very familiar with it. And we've seen with the 7 remake that it's kind of worked where they've had people who were fans of the original game, didn't work on the original game, but they've come in with their their ideas. They want to keep it as faithful as possible. So I guess, it, you know, in those in that regard, it ticked the box. You know, you've got someone who's in charge of this game. He's a big fan. He knows what the experience was like. He knows how to replicate that. But I guess, yeah, as like you said, like it just, it's not an easy experience to replicate because you have to have those five screens. Mm-hmm. And even like I've heard, um, you know, based on their scenario, of, oh, you have one PlayStation 4 and then you have three other people playing on Switches. Fine, whatever. And the people playing on Switches should just look at the big screen. That replicates yeah. the local experience. It doesn't work yeah. because we, we've tried it. We've, we've played the, um, uh, obviously on our, on our stream, even with the game being region locked, there is lag. Yeah. Like Lauren could not play the game by looking at my screen. It just didn't work. There is there is just just enough of a delay. It's like you know half a second, but it's just that just that really annoying delay. So you can't it doesn't it doesn't work in that regard. And also, mm-hmm. they've put in other mechanics that don't work to that level of local couch co op. So for example, item drops. Okay, so there are numerous items that drop throughout a dungeon. You've got magicite. There's food. There's um uh different. Um, crafting like materials weapon, yeah. there's different uh, recipes for weapons if i pick them up in my in on my screen they're still there for lauren mm-hmm. so lauren has no idea what i have or have not picked up they also in the ui in the original game um one of the benefits of having the game boy advance was that um you constantly have to go into your menu like you get magic uh, brand new every single dungeon. They go into different slots depending on when you pick them up. Mm-hmm. You may want to change things out depending on what material um, or what um, fusions you want to do or what, what um, whether you want a Phoenix down in there, whether you want to have some uh, food to get stat boosts or whatever. Um, going into the menu is pretty much a path of course for going through dungeons. In the original game, when someone went into their menu, it would come up with a little thing saying this person is in their menu. As a cue to everyone else not to run off and leave them behind. Yeah. They took that out. So like if Lauren's changing something in her inventory, she actually has to physically tell me, yeah. can you hold up, please? Because I have literally no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. So I have no idea what she's picked up. I and Daryl's no just like, she, yeah. I have the chalice, I'm running. Oh no, I'm dying. It's just like they've, I guess the positive you could say is that it encourages more communication. Yeah. But it just seems like they've made... In, in in i guess on the negative sense they've made really odd choices around how they chose to change things and, and mm. attempt to modernize them and for the most part those changes just have not worked it really just seems like yeah it's like there's a project and they had a big like a word on it that was not 
a part of the project or whatever, like a like a class project where they have like a big poster and instead of like redoing the poster because of this glaring spot, they just decided to just put white out over it and the white out was like yellow. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like that's just what it feels like. Like I feel like gameplay wise, this game just needed a massive overhaul in order to be in line with what the expectations are as far as the multiplayer experience. And I guess the the weird thing about all of this is that those people who played the game single player originally, I've seen quite a few people who are intending to play it single player again. They don't have any of these issues really. Uh. Because most of the issues come from the multiplayer implementation. And I guess the really sad thing about it is that the multiplayer was the intended thing. It's the it's like the main reason this game exists. It's the yeah. thing they needed to get right. Damn everything else, really. Like the multiplayer experience needed to be smooth, seamless, and it needed to work really well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there are just so many issues, like I've seen a lot of people who are basically saying that, you know, it's not necessarily that it's, it's ruined their memory of the original. Like I think there's many people that are like me who are trying to make the best of it, like that which. I am desperately trying to look over all of the different niggles and and issues there are. But it's just so hard to do so when it's just a lot of the things you'd expect to be there aren't there. Like we're playing together and um, everything is pretty much shared like in a weird way. Like, as I said, like our items if something drops, Lauren will get something, I'll get something, fine, whatever. We can all pick up the same things. So it's it's kind of shared. Um, but then when you finish a dungeon, the main objective of finishing a dungeon is to get myrrh. And once you've got three myrrhs, the, the year progresses, and that's how you progress through the story. But only the person who's hosting gets the myrrh. Mm. So if you want to play with your friends and you want to have a coherent experience... You have to do the dungeon for every single person you're playing with so that everyone can progress at the same rate and get the same experience, get the same story. That is te- like if you're playing it's with really four tedious. people and you've got a dungeon that takes 20 minutes, that's almost an hour and a half yeah. to get through one dungeon. And yeah, okay, the positive that we're trying to take out of it is that we're getting more resources, we're getting more artifacts. We probably would have done some grinding at some point anyway. So we're getting stronger uh, by doing this, by doing it this way, but it's unnecessary. Yeah, they they should have done it so that we could have said, okay, we want to have this kind of set party to do this adventure with, mm. and um, if the people are available, kind of like the original. So the original had the option to have guest characters, but it had the option to have uh, permanent characters mm. be part of the story. And when he was a permanent character, those people were in the village. They went on the, the the journey with you. They were part of the caravan. They were in cutscenes. Now it's like, you know, you get this really weird experience where I finish a dungeon, I'm the host. The male Moogle comes up. That was one of the highlights of the original game for me. I loved hearing the male Moogle theme yeah. come in. You see him a little waddling with his letters. And he's like, I've got mail for everyone. But now because of the way it works, he only ever has mail for the host. Yeah. So the other person has to just sit there, wait, and do nothing. Literally yeah. nothing. Yeah. I literally am just sitting there and he's well, just like, I don't have any mail for you. Hurry up. I'm just like, well, I can't do anything. It just it's just such a weird but then experience. On that as well, it's like it's it's strange like the fact that I have to create all of these villagers to just not use them. Like 
I'm um I'm actually like I'm really learning how to play the game at the moment because I didn't get to play the original. And like um from what sort of I've heard from Daryl and other people in the chat is the fact that like, you know, it's good to have um all of your bases covered with the different jobs that they have. Like I'm an alchemist. Um they also have like a sort of plant like a farmer type of person and um is, is there a, like a blacksmith or something yeah, as well blacksmith, like merchant like those fisherman. so you have to have those in order for those jobs to appear in your little village your little home village yeah it's so annoying i have to come up with all these different names for people who i essentially will never touch probably pretty much and like serve no purpose and i think that's the sad thing about it is the fact that like it could have been with the multiplayer it could have been that i would have taken one of those roles and you would have taken one of those exactly. roles exactly and that's how it was in the original and like, it would have been are, fun there are kind of four good jobs and four kind of pointless jobs yeah and in the original yeah like everyone would pick those four good jobs and then they'd have their families they'd get letters from their families on the trip everyone would get to see how their different like their friends relationships would develop with their families and when you went back they'd give you different like uh, rewards and it was fun for everyone to go around and and see everyone else's families yeah but now it's like it just kind of feels hollow yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean, I haven't done all my villagers yet. Uh, Daryl has. It takes has. a long time. But, yeah, it does, because you have to come up with their name. Then you have to come up with what style you want. So what what type of person you want them to be, if you want them to be a little tea or a yuke or whatever. And then um, then you have to choose their voice. And, like, you, you basically have to keep setting up. A, a brand new character for this whole thing and it's just it's just a lot that's nothing to do with the remaster though no that was in the original game it's just that yeah the the lack of shared story means that it's a bit more tedious mm. because everyone basically has to even if you're playing multiplayer you're still playing single player yeah everyone who plays this game is playing single player yeah there is no choice you yeah. have people that can join you as guest characters but that's it yeah but like as an overall experience with within the dungeons, I'm not really minding it too much. Like it's it's okay. Um, the dungeons are they're not that that hard to get through at the moment. <laughs> they're not that long. I mean, you know, when we were playing through Final Fantasy two recently, like those dungeons were nightmarish like nightmaringly long so like the ones in crystal chronicles are really like sort of cheap and easy but granted we are in the beginning so i don't know if that changes horribly in the future but like it just it just feels it feels nice i like the different environments that are in there um like we had the little gull uh the little like what was it like the troll the troll cave goblin cave goblin cave that was it and then you had the nice sort of like river one with all the little bridges and stuff so from that perspective it's cute the chalice i could do without (laughs) the chalice can do one um single player is much nicer because you just have a moogle who carries your chalice for you yeah it's one of those things where i I understand why they've done it and i don't have a better solution Mm. because when you're playing with single player it's fine the moogle just follows you around yeah but when it's multiplayer 
you have to find a way to keep everyone on the screen. But then, like now, with the fact that everyone has multiple screens, it's not actually necessary. No. But obviously, like you want people to kind of stick together, and、um, like with the Moogle, like who's it follow?、Mm-hmm. I guess it follows the host. That would make sense since they've tried to pin everything on the host. Yeah. So that could have worked. But, but then that also creates this other conundrum between us because we're playing through the game together, but like we can't do the Moogle stamps because we need to be with Mog by himself in order to get to the Moogle stamps. Yep. Which is annoying. So we technically. Each of us has to play through the dungeons three times in order to get everything that we need to get. Basically, if you're、um, if you haven't gathered it yet, there are many, many issues with this <laughs> remaster, and I think for me, like it's it's just such a shame、mm. because I was so positive about this. I was so looking forward to experiencing the game again, and I know there's a lot of people who. Didn't get to play the original game, and they were looking forward to playing it as well because they've heard from people like me how much of a great experience it was.、Mm. And like, it's I don't know, I feel bad in a way for 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 maybe influencing people to get this based on how much I've talked about how much I like Crystal Chronicles. But you had no、years. reason to think that they yeah, would like, do so badly. They would they would do this, but and I guess the other thing that's the shame about it is just because outside of how much they've screwed up the multiplayer experience, the rest of the game. They put so much effort into, and it's just like it. It just it's just kind of depressing that like they have. So the original game had thirteen dungeons and, a, and an end boss dungeon. They've added another thirteen brand new dungeons. So basically, they've added double the amount of content to this game. They've added a load of new weapons in that you can get from these new dungeons. Like they've brought the composers back to work on new material. They've added new race,、um, new、uh, skins in for the different、uh, races. They've done voice acting. Like、mm. they have done so much in this、uh, product that it's gone so far beyond what you would expect from a normal remaster. Yeah, and it's just like you know, if they'd have just got the multiplayer fine. Everyone will be talking about how amazing this experience is because it's the original game plus a load more stuff that just wasn't there, and just everyone would love digging into because、mm. you know it, people that are playing single player、uh, that aren't delving into the multiplayer that maybe haven't played it before, you know they're they're talking about like the music and how great it is, like the dungeons and. The the really subtle storytelling you get before each of the dungeons that just gives you that little flair about what's happening in the world and and the history and the different races and you know you get the different interactions、uh, with the memories where you like see that lilty caravan running after the goblin and yeah like there's so much love lo- lovely、um, charm、uh, in this game and you know when I when it came out with all the the new content and everything I was just like thinking yes this is going to be so great I can't I can't wait and then the multiplayer issues all came out and it was just like oh great like、mm-hmm. all I've seen online is basically everyone just saying、um, how disappointed they are、mm-hmm. and there's just the different scales of disappointment like people are just like really fed up with what what it's like and you've got the other people like me who are just Kind of disappointed that it's not matching up、yeah. to to what I hoped it would,、yeah. um, and then there's, there's people also upset about the fact that even before the game came out, they 
like they announced a lot of DLC, like they put the mimic system in with the Moogle stamps, as you were saying, where you can mimic NPCs in the game. And then they're like, oh yeah, but if you want to play as characters from the other Crystal Chronicles games, you've got to pay like, like £3.50 or like yeah. 4 or four, $5 per character. Yeah, And there's eight characters. There's like a, a DLC weapon set that's like £7.50. So yeah. like, you know, while the game is a bit cheaper, if you want to, if you want to get in the DLC, like it's just, did they need to be that expensive? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it does. It's just really a shame. I just. I guess they're trying to get back their development costs, right? Because yeah, they've possibly. got to pay for that extra eight months somehow. Possibly. But I just feel so bad for like the sort of PR team because like. <sighs> This game, well, I mean, we can kind of see now maybe why they dropped the ball on it just because they seems like they aren't very proud of the experience that they have brought forth. But at the same time, like, this could have had more love. It could have had more love. It could have in pretty much every single regard. Mm. And, you know, maybe, yeah, as you said, like, they kind of tried to downplay its release a little bit because... Like if they'd have done a load of stuff beforehand and got everyone really hyped about it, like yeah. really psyched, and then this happened, like that's a massive come down. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But just Square, you got to do better with your remasters. Yeah, I mean, just it's just gotta a, it was do just better. such a shame because pretty much every single news article that came out in the build up to this game releasing over the last week or so was just every single comment was just like, "Well, I'm canceling my pre order now." Yeah, and like that doesn't. It doesn't really happen that much. Like, yeah, sure, you get like different controversies for whatever reason, but yeah. those are generally due to opinions about, um, you know, beliefs, politics, or whatever. But this was just like gameplay mechanics. Yeah, people canceling their pre-orders because of gameplay mechanics, design choices. Yeah, it's just a shame. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I would have loved to have seen what it was like with the original now, like, just to sort of experience it. But, you know, I mean, I'm still, I'm not minding it. Like, no, because like it, it's like my fun. first thing, like, we're doing okay. And, we're, you know, at the end of the day, like, I know that a lot of people are coming into the chat to sort of say, like, you know, well, I've heard X, Y, Z about it. And, like, I don't think it's, like, a terrible game. Like, it's not terrible. It could have used a bit more polish, and it could have had a bit of a rehacking. But, like, ultimately, it is... it It's it's a playable game. It's playable, and you can still experience the adorableness of the world, which uh, there is plenty of adorableness. And yeah, I think You have it's the little just... tease, you have the... Little Moogle, the Moogles are so cute no in this arms. game. They have no arms. And the baby Lilties as well. I know, you and your little baby Lilty. Um, but yeah, the only other thing that I would say is that like I feel at times I feel a bit lost, but I don't know if that's just because like you know the game so well and I don't. It's like I think with maybe the weapons. it's also because we're we're playing on stream. Yeah. So it's it's a bit hard for you to take things in, but like, you know, Ultimately, you've only been playing the game for like a couple of hours. Yeah. And it's, 
it's an experience where they don't really hold your hand at all. Like you yeah. have to really know what's going on. And like, because they've taken away those individual bonuses, like, yeah, like they tell you the bonus at the beginning of the level. If you don't play anything, you stand still, it'll pop up. There's no real need to pay attention to it anymore. You don't, it's not there. Like before when you played Game Boy Advance, it was like, no one knew what everyone else's bonus objectives are. You can just see mine. Yeah. <laughs> like you can just see it. Cause I'm playing on PlayStation four. So it's like, you know, if, even if my objective was to do something and we were being a bit competitive about the artifacts, you could just see what I'm doing and you could try and sabotage me. Like, they've taken away a lot of the um, the kind of the team mechanics that you had in the original game that that led to the the banter because I think I've talked about it before where, like, you know, if, if you had someone whose party role was kind of like the designated healer and they had the objective, don't heal people. <laughs> Like, obviously, there's going to be some stuff there that's going on. Maybe they'd, maybe, like, because that, that would be where you'd get this kind of subterfuge where maybe they wouldn't pick up the cure yeah. at the site. They just kind of leave it and then maybe they'd kind of, like, act as if they didn't see it or, oh, someone else has picked it up now. I can't, I can't do that role. You're going to have to take over the curing for me this time. But maybe there's another one where, because sometimes you get the bonus objective of take damage. So maybe you're a bit of an ass you're running around you're getting hit a lot and the cure yeah. is like come on like give me a break here like i can't i'm getting fed up with curing you all the time and or you've got like um a lilty who uh they have to do um kill people with spells but they're bad spell casters and it's like they're them changing up their play style is to the detriment of success because they're not attacking anymore in the normal way or they're switching things out or maybe they try to steal some magicite that would normally have been picked up by the caster like these these kind of dynamics like they've just kind of been shelved a little bit but like it's just uh, i know that sometimes we go to the negative on the show yeah and this is a game where i really didn't want to have to do that but like it just feels like that's you know they haven't really given us much choice like i I really was looking forward to this episode and talking about how how much we've been enjoying the game so far and everything but like you know also there's a kind of duty of care to to make people aware that this is not the experience it should be Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like i guess that's the thing like because i don't have the expectation beforehand other than like sort of what you tell me i'm i'm feeling like okay about crystal chronicles like i think it's yeah i think it's definitely probably more fun for people to play with on switch i'd say if you're gonna if you do have a switch and you can get on switch i think it's probably more beneficial for you i'd say if you're gonna play with other people you know for sure. Yeah. Like if you're going to play single player, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's it's not it's not a terrible game. It's not. It's definitely not a terrible game. And um, no. it, at least you get to experience Crystal Chronicles. Maybe not how it was intended originally, but you can at least experience it for once. Exactly. And you know, there's there's every hope that they will patch this at some point like mm. you know you'd like to think that they're trying to figure out how they can fix the multiplayer because with this much backlash if they don't do anything mm. that's going to be not great yeah they have to try and fix something i mean like they've already had um kind of emergency unscheduled maintenance for like fixing server settings and stuff which isn't overly great either but it, it shows at least they're trying like they they must be more than aware of kind of what's been happening, how rough this launch has been. You know, they've had rough launches in the past about certain things, but I think this is probably one of the worst in in recent times. 
And it's just a shame that it happened to this game. I mean, yeah. it's never a good thing when it happens to any game. But it's just a shame that it happened to a game that I just happened to hold very dear. No. It's okay, Daryl's. Yeah, so that's kind of our experience with Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Like, you know, from from a single-player perspective, like, everything there is still there. Like, it's got the the same charm, the same, like, fun aesthetics. Like, the, the, the narrative's still there. Like, everyone's going to have loads of fun at the Fields of Fom doing their cow racing, I'm sure, at some point. Lauren's looking forward to it with, with great delight because I've been talking about cow racing for such a long period of time. <laughs> she has no idea what to expect. I have no clue whatsoever, but I am excited. Yeah, like and if you go into it without, I guess if, you, if you're never going to play the multiplayer, you won't have any issues with most of this stuff. But if you are playing the multiplayer, I think just, just try and do what we're doing and, and just try and make the best of it and try and look for the positives and and hope that Square Enix can turn this around. Hmm. That's all we can do, really. I know. Come on, Square. But yeah, with that, I think that's the the end of our end of our episode. <laughs> oh man. I know. But yeah, like I I definitely think if you want to play, if you've if you've had intentions of playing it, play it. Like it's it's worth it. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for. Thanks for listening, everyone, to our super positive review of Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. Woo! Uh, in other news, we are still taking submissions for the Final Fantasy VII Remake survey. There are plenty of places you can find it. So um, in the recent video we did about the Seven Remake on YouTube, we did a community post on YouTube about it. If you go on our Discord server, there's a link to it social media as well we'll probably do a post soon just to remind people that we're still accepting submissions probably for the next week um so keep an eye out for that if you haven't done it then and feel free to take part like we're going to try and get as many people as possible we're going to be sharing the insights probably in a couple of weeks on youtube and um then then hopefully sending all that over to square Enix and you know fingers crossed it will help them with with crafting the next game and uh Outside of that, there's not really too much kind of going on, right? We're still continuing yeah. our playthrough. Crystal Chronicles will be for, I'd say, another month or two. So definitely join if you're if you're around. It's um, typically we we uh, stream on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays on Lazadar. Um, that's L O Z Z A D A R, um, and yeah, it's uh, about like seven thirty GMT. So. Which is about two thirty Eastern, and I think eleven thirty AM Pacific. Mm. Maybe <laughs> I think <laughs> World Time Buddy is your friend. Yeah, but yeah, so definitely, um, definitely stop by and say hi because we like to hear from you. But yeah, so other than that, like, feel free to uh, check out recent podcast episodes on uh, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and uh, if you enjoy our coverage on our podcast feel free to support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. For now, though, it's time for us to say goodbye. Bye, guys. This has been Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs> <laughs>